<clears throat> Welcome everybody to the Two Interesting Podcast. Today we will be reviewing the Raw latest Raw episode and going over our thoughts and just uh, about the AW Revolution pay-per-view on Sunday. You know, it's on Sunday instead of Saturday, which sucks, but it is what it is. So we start off, we're going to go right into it. The Raw latest Raw episode said it was one of the biggest nights in wrestling history. That is what they were telling us, even though this was far from it. I've seen Austin drive a beer truck to the ring. I have seen Kurt Angle drive a milk truck to the ring. I have seen Goldberg return and spear the rock on Raw. So this episode is not as big as those. However, we do have a... It was The first hour was decent. Then we got into uh, the rest of Raw. <laughs> but the ending of Raw made up for it. So without further ado, let's uh, get to it. So... Starting off by Drew McIntyre making his return uh, two weeks after he lost his WWE Championship at the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view. Uh, he retained inside the chamber, and then Bobby Lashley would attack him afterwards. Um, so he was laid out, and The Miz would come and cash in his Money in the Bank contract and become the new WWE Champion. Uh, so there was a deal made between The Miz and the Hurt Business, as you if Bobby Lashley were to attack Drew McIntyre, Miz would cash in, Miz becomes champion, Bobby Lashley would get the first shot at the title. Except last week, Miz, you know, he's a chicken heel, so he did not give Lashley a shot, which we would get a recap before the actual broadcast of the show came on. Um, it would show what happened last week. And last week, Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman happened. If Strowman won, he would have been added to tonight's main event, which sees Bobby Lashley versus the Miz. Except, uh, La- uh, Strowman, well, he got defeated in about a minute. <laughs> Lashley hit him with a couple of spine busters and a spear, and Lashley won. You see, Lashley is the most protected man right now. He's the most over, biggest threat in on the Raw roster right now, and I'm so happy for what happened to him at the end of the, the, end of the night tonight. So, as we said, Drew McIntyre came out. Drew McIntyre is supposed to face Sheamus at the start of Raw. Instead, we get what we usually get every Raw, and Drew McIntyre comes to cut a promo. Uh, and he's interrupted by the new WWE Champion and John Morrison. Um, and then they're trying to convince him to be on his side against Bobby Lashley tonight. However, we would get MVP would come out, part of the Hurt Business, and say the title match will happen at 9 p.m. Eastern, which would have been the top of the second hour. Um, and then Seamus, Seamus then comes out and Ms. Morrison retreat, Seamus and Drew start brawling, then we get to our first commercial. Come back from commercial and Drew and Seamus probably have a good, almost 30 minute match. Uh, it was very physical, very uh, brutal back and forth matchup and the finish, oh, the finish was awesome. So Seamus goes for his bro kick, Drew McIntyre goes for his Claymore kick and Drew able to turn his body and hit it. Gets the win. Was a great match. However, this story and the way this match uh, was, they should have waited. I would have waited personally. I would have waited uh, to WrestleMania to do it for the title. But they do want to. They have other plans. So, or at least at Fastlane. I would have done it at Fastlane. That's the next preview coming up in March. Uh, later in March. Um, and then we get a clock. <laughs> a clock uh, between Lashley and Miz where it shows the countdown to their match. At this point, I believe it said about 15, 15 minutes or so. So then we get to a Nia Jackson, uh, Naomi stare down in the back there. Naomi's just dancing, doing her thing. And then Nia Jax comes up. Now, this was before they went to their other, uh, another commercial, but they stared at each other and it wasn't like one of those staring like you would see in the UFC. It was, Staring where both girls' eyes were bugged out, and it just, it was really weird. I, I didn't understand what was happening. Uh, it made for a weird visual, but then we cut to commercial. We come back, and it said about 10 minutes on the clock. Which I already knew at that point something was going to happen. And so we get the match, and Nia Jax just squashes Naomi. You know, everybody wants to say justice for Naomi. Well, they're definitely not giving it to her. Nia Jax squashes uh, Naomi, she hit a really good chokeslam powerbomb combination for the win. That looked good, but otherwise, 
Otherwise, excuse me, sorry. Uh, otherwise, Naomi just. Otherwise, Naomi just is still treated horribly, and she lost again. So, her and Lana are number one contenders, and you are basically just squashed one of them. So, how am I supposed to leave, supposed to believe that they are going to be any threat for the women's tag team titles? But that is, is what it is. Then we get a video of Rhea Ripley from NXT coming soon. Um, usually, with NXT talents, the main roster doesn't necessarily book them all that great however they've done a better job with Damien Priest in recent weeks so I feel good about Rhea Ripley coming she is a great uh, wrestler women's wrestler you know and she can go with anybody um, she had a great match with Charlotte Flair WrestleMania uh, last year so we'll see how uh, they do with her on the Raw roster then top of the hour top of the second hour we're going to get the WWE Championship match between The Miz and Bobby Lashley. However, we do not get it. Because Miz is cramping up. He is sick. Uh, scared to defend his title. So then Adam Pearce, the basically an official figure on Raw. Um, which, So they said a year ago, they said all the big mans are going to be the uh, management. But they won't be appearing all the time. And they won't really... They won't really be a general manager or an official on every Raw. Fast forward a year later, now we have Adam Pearce, who's basically the general manager on Raw. Nobody really knew him up until the middle of the year because he just showed up on a Raw episode. Um, but here he is, you know, saying, Miz better defend his title. Uh, he, and then Lashley said, Lashley had already come to the ring. Lashley's all ready to go. Obviously, this makes Lashley mad. Lashley goes to the back and uh, pretty much chokes out Miz and says, you've got an extra hour before uh, at 10 a.m. Eastern, which would be the top of the third hour. So that's how long Miz got. So he has an extra hour, and then he throws Miz down. Morrison then proceeds to say, <laughs> get a towel. He says, get a towel. He's holding Miz in his arms and says, get a towel. I'm assuming they uh, are insinuating that Miz shit himself. Um, on Raw that he was so scared of defending the title but there it is uh, so I thought that was, part was pretty funny so this up until the, the Miz thing was a little questionable however it was not so bad to this point I think Drew and Sheamus carried most of that because they had about 40 minutes of that first hour but this was acceptable then we started getting a little crazy so Braun Strowman has been getting into a little feud with Shane McMahon and Adam Pearce recently. Um, he hates that management doesn't give him the spotlight. That's what Braun Strowman is mad at right now. Um, where do I even begin? Strowman, back in early 2016, Strowman was one of these monsters. You know, he was just booked defeating people left and right, defeating Roman Reigns. You know, defeating Seth Rollins. He's defeating all these people. And then he lost to the Golden Child, Roman Reigns. Which, by the way, Reigns now. Reigns, if you know anything about Roman Reigns now and uh, what he's been doing as a bad guy on SmackDown, on the SmackDown roster, Reigns has been absolutely killing it. But then, they really wanted Reigns to be the next John Cena. Even, even two years ago. They really wanted Reigns to be the next John Cena. And, well, people didn't like that, and people would boo him, even though he's supposed to be the good guy. A couple of years ago, we get to Fastlane, which was about roughly two years ago, or maybe it was three. 2017 is when Reigns and uh, Braun Strowman had their first encounter, and this is when Strowman was on the tear. Strowman should have won this match and went into the title picture of that year's Mania. However, Reigns would beat Strowman and ever really since that point, Strowman has never been able to get back his uh, his momentum. But this man was he was going to be champion. He was he was on the verge, and he did become champion. But everybody had already soured 
to him at that point. I still like him, but you know that's just the wrestling business. It's whoever is the hottest guy at the time that's you're gonna root for. Um, but we get to Strowman coming out here, and Strowman says he should have been in the elimination chamber, um, but he was not because of a technicality. Remember, the elimination chamber was all former WWE champions. Strowman was a former Universal champion, so on a technicality, he was not in that match. He says he watched Elimination Chamber from home and said it absolutely sucked because he was not in it. See, and then so then Shane McMahon and Adam Pierce came out. Shane says you need to become one with management. You need to become a, have a better relationship with management. So tonight, since you're in, supposed to be in a tag match with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin of the Hurt Business, I have found your tag team partner. You have a partner. But you need to work with management. You need to be able to coexist with management. So, your partner is none other than Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce is a former wrestler. However, he has not wrestled or taken a single bump in years. So, and he also says this match is for the tag team titles. Shelton and Cedric Alexander deserve... (laughs) Better than this, There's a, they deserve an actual tag team feud with actual an actual tag team, but this is what they're doing here tonight, or, you know, on Raw. So, Ron Strowman is, match starts, and Strowman just absolutely wrecks Benjamin and, and Alexander. You know, Strowman's left and right choke slams, throwing them all over the place. And then he hits a power slam on Sheldon Benjamin. But then Shane McMahon, for no reason, gets on the apron and says, tag Pierce, tag Pierce, even though Strowman has the has the match won, and Showman should have pinned. But instead, they make Showman look like an absolute uh, geek. And, well, he tags and Pierce. That Pierce walks into a roll-up, and the Hurt Business retain. So, obviously, he just made Showman look absolutely stupid for listening to Shane McMahon. He should have just pinned Benjamin and won the titles. But, you know, Pierce leaves. Pierce is, he basically, after Pierce gets pinned, he just looks up, looks at Showman, and leaves. He didn't even care. And then, you know, Strowman's on the apron and he yells at Shane McMahon saying, he's going to wreck everything here on the Raw. He's going to make sure Raw becomes about Braun Strowman and all the blood will be on your hands. So obviously, this is building to Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon, probably at WrestleMania. I don't necessarily mind that match. I know a lot of fans are, are not going to like it. I don't mind it. However, I do believe this is a couple of years too late for that kind of match. Um, and then we get a, you know, a small little commercial. Then we come back. It's Damien Priest along with the 24, the new 24-7 champion, Bad Bunny. Yes, Bad Bunny is on Raw. Uh, you know, every, every time during WrestleMania season, they usually have one or two celebrities come in, either for backstage segments or concerts, or even sometimes they like to wrestle. From what the dirt, the dirt sheets have said, it says that Bad Bunny will be wrestling at WrestleMania, so... If you like that, make sure to tune in. Um, but then we get them with a backstage segment with Elias and Jackson Riker. Elias, who is a musical... If you if you remember Honky Tonk Man, who came out with the guitar and all that, this is kind of the new age version of Honky Tonk. He comes out with the guitar and, you know, he's trying to change people with his music. He has actually, if you want to, he has two albums released on iTunes right now, so you should go check those out. They are, I think they're decent. Um, but Elias says he wants to work with Bad Bunny. Uh, Bad Bunny says something in, uh, in Spanish. And then Priest translates it to a no. So, yeah, Bad Bunny does not want to work with Elias. And they will have a match coming up. Um, and then in their little break to their match coming up, we have another countdown clock. For Miz and Bobby Lashley, it says 34 minutes until we get our ode at WWE Championship match about 30 minutes ago. So we get an Elias concert with uh, he says, you know, he just badmouths Bad Bunny and Priest, which leads to Priest coming out. Priest and Elias have a, a match, and Priest wins with his uh, hit the lights uh, finishing maneuver, and he celebrates with Bad Bunny. Now this wasn't bad. This was actually pretty decent. However, Priest is a big, just a big man that is is 
a very talented wrestler, and it's hard for me to believe that because Elias, he he's good, he's good in the ring, but he loses, and he constantly loses, and I, and I it was hard for me to believe that he could go 15, 20 minutes with Damian Priest. However, that's what happened. It wasn't a bad match by any means. It was actually a pretty decent match. However, I don't believe Elias should have been the guy to go toe-to-toe with Damien Priest just yet. I think Priest probably should have squashed him about five, six minutes. However, it was a good match. You know, it furthers the relationship with Priest and Bad Bunny. Um, and they will have a tag match with uh, Miz and Morrison coming in. You'll understand why in a little bit. Um... So let me get the cham- another championship recap for tonight. Basically the same thing we saw at the beginning of the show, showing us what happened last week and uh, between last and Miz and Strowman and all that, which is just um, just a transition into a Randy Orton interview. Now Randy has been uh, in a feud with The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Um, they had a match at TLC. So this has been building ever since before Survivor Series. So this has been building since October-ish, November. So... They finally had a match at TLC in a uh, inferno match. You know, it's fire surrounding the ring. First person that gets burned uh, is the loser. Well, Randy said, "You know, I'm not gonna just burn one part of your body." He lit the fiend on fire. Uh, so the fiend's dead. You know, from what we saw on the television, the fiend's dead. Uh, so then, but ever since then, Randy and uh, Bray Wyatt's uh, partner, Alexa Bliss, um, it's basically like a Joker Harley Quinn combination between Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss. Um, last week, she came and she was in one of those like pentagram things, sitting in it, and said that he's coming back, referring to the Fiend. He will be coming, coming back soon. And so then, this week, Randy Orton in her interview. Um, they show the recap of last week, and then Bliss appears on one of the monitors, and he says, she says that he is here. And I'm thinking, why would why we why are we you know why are we showing him now? Why wouldn't we wait? But it says he is here. Flashes to another part of the screen, and it's a person in a you know in a jacket with a hoodie on. It's revealed to be Randy Orton. Randy Orton, uh, I guess an evil Randy Orton, if you would, if you want to, you want to say that an evil Randy, who's, who they voiced over this, they voiced over him in like one of those like deep, dark voices, and I'm be honest with you, I couldn't take it seriously. This is this was <laughs> this was bad all around. It it did not sound good. Um, the Randy staring at Randy was a good visual, um, and then all of a sudden Randy just starts coughing and falls to the floor. Um, they did this a couple of weeks ago where Randy was coughing in an interview and he coughed up some black liquid. Um, so, you know, insinuated that he was doing that again. Um, but you didn't see him do it this time. But like I said, the Randy, talking to Randy was cool. Um, it was a cool visual, but the way they did it and the way it was executed was, well, it was a little laughable, to say the least. Um, and then we get to... The top of the second hour, no, top of the third hour, I believe. I, yeah, the top of the third hour. So now we have we're gonna get Miz versus Lashley. Miz and Lashley come out this time. Um, both men coming out, and Miz is scared to defend his title. He does not want to defend against the Almighty. Uh, you know, like I said, Lashley's the most protected man, destroying people left and right. Um, match begins. Miz immediately runs out of the ring, grabs his title. And leaves, he gets counted out, which means Lashley wins, but Miz retains the title. Uh, yeah, obviously, Lashley's pissed, MVP's pissed. So they go to the back after a small little commercial break. They go to the back, and MVP is talking with Shane McMahon. He says, MVP says, This is bullshit. Does not want uh, that match to end that way. Um, and he would like, you know, he wants an actual proper match for Bobby Lashley. That is what they were promised, and he wants that. Shane says, okay, I'll figure it out. No, actually, I will consider, he says, and he makes sure to say, I will consider if Miz does not defend his title against Bobby Lashley tonight, I will strip him and award the title to Bobby Lashley. But more to come on that later on. Um, and then we cut to, <laughs> this is another part of the show where I didn't necessarily care for, much like the Strowman thing. 
Cut to Charlotte Flair, obviously the daughter of Ric Flair and the title collector is what I like to call her. She just comes in. Every time she returns, she's already in the title picture. It's kind of gets annoying after a while, you know. But she's out here for a promo now. When she first came back, she won the tag titles with Asuka. She said she doesn't want Asuka as the Raw Women's Champion. She doesn't want to go after that title. She just wanted to be a teammate with Asuka. Well, now since Asuka got kicked in the face last week and she kind of, you know, accidents happened in wrestling. You know, a couple of her teeth fell out um, after a kick to the jaw. And so she's going to be out probably a couple of weeks. So then Charlotte took the time on this episode of Raw, took the time to say, you know, Asuka, you're awesome. Maybe one of the best women wrestlers I've ever seen. But you're not better than me. And she wants Asuka at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's title. Because, of course, she does. She wants the title. She wants all the titles. So, before she could say another word, then Nia and Shayna come out. You know, obviously, the uh, promoter match tonight was Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler. Um, they come up for, you know, their trash talk. Charlotte, Shayna, and Nia want to be in the women's title picture. Which they end up attacking Charlotte before the commercial break. Like, Charlotte's out. She's laid out. Then we come back from commercial breaks. And Charlotte just defeats Shayna. In, a, in about 10 minutes. There was a decent little back and forth. But, you know, Charlotte locks into figure four. Charlotte wins. LOL. Charlotte is going to be the woman to face Asuka. They did this match at WrestleMania 34 a couple of years ago uh, in 2018 when Asuka was on an undefeated streak when she came into WWE and Charlotte beat her. And Asuka was never, and up until earlier this year, I would say about maybe June, July of this, of uh, 2020, she was on a downward spiral because of that loss to Charlotte. If she would have won a guarantee, Asuka would have had a different uh, trajectory um, of 2019, early 2020, but, you know, Charlotte Flair just, you know, they love Charlotte Flair. They have a hard-on for Charlotte Flair. Um, but it will be Charlotte and Asuka probably at Mania. That's what it's building towards. It was supposed to be Charlotte versus Lacey Evans, but Lacey Evans is uh, has her second baby. She's having, she's pregnant with her second baby. Um, congratulations to her. You know, it sucks that maybe your main event title shot at Mania would is going to be, you know, Maybe won't ever happen again because you can you, you never know with these kind of things. It's not like it's not like you can just postpone it, you know. It's but you know. But congratulations for her. Obviously, you know, real life and and family comes first before wrestling. Um, then we get a backstage segment with Shane McMahon saying if Miz doesn't show up, he will strip the title and award the title to Bobby Lashley. Um, and he tells Adam Pierce to go find. The Miz and tell him that he has until the end of the show, the main event, to defend his title. Um, and then after that, we get a six-man tag between Retribution and Riddle and the Lucha House Party. Retribution may be one of the worst uh, factions I've ever seen. They are they lose every week, uh, except for you know Tier. Then they have the weirdest names ever. So, uh, Mustafa Ali is the leader. He's a great wrestler in his own right. Then we have uh, Dominic Dijakovic from NXT, which he was great in NXT. And then he got up, moved up to the main roster, and now his name is T-Bar. T-Bar. Yep, I said that. Uh, other members included that were called up from NXT include Reckoning, Mace, and Slapjack. Those are That is your retribution stable of... People who lose every week. They, they're they not booked strong. They're not booked. Uh, Vince McMahon hates all these people. You can definitely tell Vince McMahon has no uh, no heart on for these people. Um, but I, apparently he does for Lucha House Party because they have a six-man tag. And it, was a, it was a fine match. And then Grand Metalik of the Lucha House Party pinned Slapjack for the win. Uh, you know, like I said, I wrote down here, Retribution sucks. They are <laughs> maybe one of the worst, probably the worst faction I've ever seen. Their debut, their debut was throwing fire at a, uh, production set. No, nobody knew. Obviously, they were all masked. Nobody knew who they were. They didn't attack anybody. They didn't do anything. They threw fire at a, at a production set and cheered for it. Their second night on SmackDown roster, they... 
it was supposed to be spray paint, but it looked like silly string that they sprayed all over the ring. And uh, this faction was doomed from the beginning. Um, but they lose, and then uh, Ali is, you know, irritated, and he wants. He yells at all members of Retro. This is what kind of he's been doing the past couple of weeks, just yelling at all the other members um, after matches. So then he yells at Retribution, and he wants a match with Matt Riddle later on, or actually right now. He says he wants Riddle right now. Obviously, Riddle's your United States champion. It is Riddle and Ali, and they have a decent match. Both of these men are great in their own right. They have a, um, both can go for however long. They're both, you know, uh, great wrestlers. Um, but then we get to the ending of the match. Retribution, obviously, the, all the other members of Retribution are out. At a ringside, I don't know why Lucha House Party didn't stay with them uh, with Riddle, but they left. So Retribution obviously getting into the matchup here, and Ali goes for a finisher off the top rope. It's supposed to be a um, backstabber off the top rope. You know, both you know Ali has his knees on Riddle's back and goes to go bring him down. Except Ali botches it, and they both land pretty hard on the mat. But Ali says, you know what, that was enough, and still pins the champion, Matt Riddle. Now, I wouldn't have minded this so much. I wouldn't have minded Riddle uh, losing so much, but he's a champion now. He, and I was okay for champions to lose sometimes, but he barely won the title. He won the title at the Elimination Chamber, uh, Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, um, where McIntyre lost his title. So just a couple of weeks ago, and he's already taken an L, and I would have, I probably would have had a just have retribution attack riddle for the disqualification or a count out or something like that. I wouldn't have had riddle uh, lose. You can still have him lose by count out or by disqualification. So that way Ali has a, you know, a qualification to be in a, in a title match against riddle. But, you know, Ali pins riddle after riddle had already been in action um, five minutes, you know, earlier. But there you go, you know, Ali gets the win over Matt Riddle. Um, and then we get to our final sequence of the night. You know, we're backstage with Shane and The Miz. Miz will defend the title um, here tonight against Bobby Lashley. He says he will. Um, Shane says he will add a stipulation for this to make sure that Miz defends the title. Now, this was all fun and uh, good. I did not like that there was no reference to their feud of WrestleMania 35. Um, I know that's probably nitpicking and stuff, but to me, if you're going to have people, if you're going to have two people, you know, go back and forth throughout the night, you should at least bring some story into it, like bring some older, old story into that because it just makes the product better. It just makes those little things better that, you know, because for me, I like those little things. I don't know a lot of wrestling fans that like those little things, um, such as, you know, uh, attention to detail or um, bringing out old stuff or maybe two people have had a past rivalry and they're renewing it here and then, you know, bringing that up a little bit, bring some more, you know, story into the, into the rivalry. I would have liked a little reference to their match at WrestleMania 35, their rivalry, because Shane McMahon did attack Miz's dad at one point um, during that feud. So I would have liked a little reference to it, but you know, there was no reference here, which irritated me a little bit, but, you know, Shane says after this commercial break, the match is next. So you know, obviously we go to commercial, come back, and it is Miz and Lashley. Miz and Lashley are out. Then Shane McMahon says the match. Remember, we only have like five, six minutes left of the show. Shane McMahon comes out and says it's a lumberjack match. So you know, all the raw roster surrounds the ring to make sure Miz doesn't run, doesn't try to get counted out, none of that. So they have a standard lumberjack match. Miz immediately tries to get DQ'd by grabbing the title and trying to hit Bobby Lashley with it. Bobby just, you know, he catches the title like it was nothing and just absolutely destroys Miz. This was going to be a squash match anyway, which is why they try to, you know, prolong it as much as possible during this three hours. Um, although if you were just going to have it be the main event anyways, you probably should have just had it be the main event to start with and just say, you know, stay tuned. However, there, you know, let's do it here and then, but, you know, let's get out of it so we can just, get it to the main event, you know, a little roller coaster, but they did eventually get to where they wanted to, and, you know, maybe the the final destination is better than how we got there. 
So, you know, Miz just absolutely wrecked here. Lashley's in spine busters, hitting spears left and right. Um, and then Lashley pushes Miz. <laughs> he literally, Miz ran from one corner into Lashley, and Lashley just pushed him, and Miz went flying across the ring. It's another spine buster. Locks in the full Nelson uh, lock. He, he calls it the hurt lock. And Lashley, after the Miz taps out, Lashley is your new WWE champion. 16 years. 16 years since Lashley first debuted in WWE. Um, first debut, I believe he debuted maybe. Oh, that's uh, 20. So that's, I want to say maybe 2007. I want to say he debuted in 2007, maybe. Maybe 2008. Um, don't quote me on that. But 16 years since he debuted. Obviously, he left for a little bit. Um, I believe he only stayed there for a couple of years, and then he left. Um, and then he came back in 2018. Um, when that time he left, he went to Impact. He went to Ring of Honor. Um, he went to all these different companies. And, man, that he, you know, Lashley was, he was, he was a decent prospect. He was supposed to be the next Brock Lesnar. When he initially came. Um, and they were kind of building him up to that. But he just didn't pan out. He just, I think he was, they pushed him into the spotlight too early. You know, Brock, Brock is Brock. And he, he probably could have been in a title match the first night he got there. That's just because Brock is a little bit bigger. He's a little bit stronger than what Lashley was at that current point. So, yeah. they, you know, they tried pushing him into the main event scene way too early. And I think that really, you know, soured Lashley's, uh, Initial run. You know, obviously, then Lashley went to Impact and Ring of Honor and all these places and just perfected his craft and became one of the biggest names um, around the, in, the, in the wrestling independent scene. And then, so, and then in 2018, obviously, his name, his number got called again. And he came back, and this time, this, this Bobby Lashley, since 2018, this Bobby Lashley, um, it was a little questionable when he first came back. There were... It's, there's indications of seemingly them not knowing what to do with him. Um, but then come later in 2019, early 2020, they paired him up with MVP, with Sheldon Benjamin, with Cedric Alexander. You know, had him be the leader of this faction and just run through fools like it was nothing. And, man, Bobby Lashley, uh, now, definitely now I can see Lashley and Brock Lesnar going one-on-one, -on -one, and I could believe Lashley beating Brock because of how they're booking him now. Um, and, and it's just incredible. A 16-year journey. You never, you, know, you never think you never think you're going to win the big one. And I know this for wrestlers because I happened to Kofi Kingston in, uh, at WrestleMania 35. You know, he was with the company uh, for 11 years up until that point. You know, it's one of those things where you're, you're there for so long and you just never know when, if you're ever going to win the title. Maybe it's just it's never going to happen. And Kofi, obviously, he won the title because of the, you know, the fans saying it's about time for him to deserve it. You know, the fans just wanting it and wanting it. And then finally gave in and gave Kofi the title. But this was a little different. Since Lashley was on fire, that there's you had to give it to him. There's no other way, you know, what, 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 what's the next step for him? You know what I mean? What's the next step for Lashley if he's not going to win that title? And um, obviously 16 years and finally wins it. And it's awesome to see because, you know, I was, when I first, when, like, when I first started getting knowledge of what wrestling was and, like, knowing with the ins and outs and everything, uh, I saw Lashley's initial run. So then to come here, and, and Miz, Miz was not a main event level talent either at that point, in 2008, 2007. He was with Morrison at the time, so, you know, time is a flat circle, but he wasn't the main eventer. Now to see where these two are now, for the WWE title, Lashley winning. Miz, is, Miz can make anything great. He can be in the main event. He can be in the mid-card. He can make any. He, um, you know, he's about to be in a tag match with Bad Bunny and Damon Priest because that's where this is all leading to is uh, Miz and Morrison versus Priest and Bunny. And he's going he's gonna to make that great. He's going to make Bad Bunny look like a million bucks in Mania. But to see where they've come, to see what Lashley, you know, look at his Instagram and look at his uh, Twitter, uh, he is nonstop working out, getting better, getting his crap better, and, and it's so awesome to see him finally get the big one. You know, I've been, uh, like I said, early, late 2019, early 2020. That's when I really started. Like, this man's legit. I, I, I'm behind you. 
So the sea last year win this title, uh, awesome. One of the best things I've seen in recent years for uh, WWE. You know, 16 years deserved, and, and that's how you close out the show with Bobby Lashley becoming your new WWE champion. So overall, it wasn't. There were some good things about Raw. Um, there were some high points, but man, the show really the show the shows recently just really drained a lot out of you. And I and I've said this to um, a couple of people close to me that this show needs to be two hours. Like just just cut the last hour and just be two. Like because it used to be two hours before they switched to the three uh, a couple of years ago. And three hours, man, that last hour just really drains you. Like. Because basically in the last hour, you've seen what you've already seen at the beginning of the show. Like, like if they did the Lashley thing, right, at, uh, at the beginning of the show, uh, Miz gets, you know, sick or whatever, right? And you could, and you can move it to the, the, the main event of the second hour. And, that, and it's not so much, it's not so long of a gap there where you have to wait for it and wait for it. And you're seeing freaking Retribution versus House Party, which Retribution is you know, absolutely horrible. And I just, they need to go back to two hours. Like I've said that for the longest time so far, but it had its high points, but it had a lot of lows. And and I could see why they, like, I think they, they've hit, as far as their ratings, they have hit their casual viewer limit. A 1.7, 1.8 is usually about the numbers that they're hitting now. But, you know, obviously they used to hit way more back then. Um, this is, I think, that 1.8 is just casual viewers that have watched for years. And, you know, not, like me, not going to stop watching. But in order to gain new, in order to gain new viewers, they need to do, some things need to be different. Lashley winning is fine. You know, Drew and Sheamus, great. And Drew, I believe McIntyre's at that Austin level, Stone Cold level, where anything he does feels important. Anything he does, you know, feels like it could be, a title match. It feels like it could be anything. McIntyre's already at that point, so they have a good foundation with Lashley, with McIntyre, with Orton, with Bray Wyatt. They have a good foundation. They just need a. I don't. I don't know what the answer is, but I do know that they need to do some things better to grab some more people, and they need to cut it down to two hours. And I guarantee, if they cut it out to two hours, more people would be joining and watching. But overall, it was not the greatest show, but the main event. Uh, Lashley winning didn't make up for it, so it was the ending and the beginning were probably the best parts of the show. Uh, now we're going to get into the Revolution, uh, AEW Revolution, pay-per-view that's happening Sunday. Um, just to share my thoughts and uh, run over the match card here. Um, so I believe, as of right now, there's eight matches on the show. We have the Young Bucks taking on the Inner Circle, MJF and Chris Jericho. Uh, for the tag team titles, Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage versus Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight. This will be Sting's first match in five years, I want to say. He has not taken a bump. Uh, he took a bump, finally took a bump in five years uh, two weeks ago, and then he had all the, the classics last week on Dynamite with the Splash and the Scorpion Death Drop. Um, so Sting will be in his first actual match in around about five years um, at Revolution. Uh, Hikaru Shida will take on Ryo Mizunami. Um, she won the Women's Number 1 Contender Tournament all the way on the Japan side of the bracket. And she'll be facing Hikaru Shida uh, for the women's title. Uh, then we will have a big money match between big money Matt Hardy versus Adam Hangman Page. Page is one of my favorites on AEW. I will, uh, he will, probably my, my, actually probably my favorite on the whole AEW roster. I will root for him until the day I die, but Big money match. If Matt Hardy wins, uh, he gets Adam Page's 100% of his earnings for the first quarter of 2021. If Page wins, he gets the uh, all 100% of Matt Hardy's earnings of the first quarter of 2021. So, you know, obviously, there you go. Big money match. Then we get a face of the Revolution ladder match. Um, Cody Rhodes, Scorpio Sky, Penta, uh, Pentagon, Lance Archer, Max Caster, and a surprise... Uh, opponent to be revealed at that pay-per-view. Um, the winner of this ladder match will get a number one contender shot at the TNT champion Darby Allen at a future date. Um, we also get Miro and Kip Sapien 
uh, versus Best Friends. So Miro, formerly known as Rusev from WWE, uh, got signed last year. Uh, um, I want to say September or so of last year. Um, and he's just been Kip's, you know, brute, the, the, the bodyguard, if you will, and in a feud with Best Friends. And I believe this is going to be the blow-off. It's been happening for about a month or two now, that build-up. So I believe this is the blow-off. Um, and, and they only have, uh, unlike WWE, where they have a pay-per-view every month, AEW only has four uh, in a year. They have one roughly in February, March. Um, their second one's in May. The third one's it's, it's uh, September. And the fourth one's in November. So, you know, quarterly pay-per-views. Um, so that's why the bills are usually pretty long. Um, and then we get a casino tag team battle royale. The winner of the attacking battle royale will be the number one contenders and will face either the Bucks or Inner Circle at a future date. And then we get our main event. And I am so, so excited for this match. It is Kenny Omega defending the AEW title, which he won from John Moxley um, at the Winner is Coming episode of Dynamite. Uh, you know, uh, Moxley's almost a year reign, you know, ended there. Um, it will be Omega and Moxley in a rematch. This will be the third time they've fought. So they, their first matchup was at Full Gear in an unsanctioned Lights Out match, which if you've never seen that match, you should go out of your way. Definitely go out of your way to go see that match. Um, just look up Omega and Moxley Full Gear. And it will it, it if you like violence, you, you will love it. If you don't, you might get a little you know sick to your stomach. But what a match that was. Uh, Moxley won that match. Moxley beat Omega there. Then Moxley at uh, last year's Revolution pay-per-view would defeat Chris Jericho for the AEW title. He would go on pretty much the whole year and then finally lose it on the December 2nd winner's coming episode of Dynamite to Kenny Omega. Uh, so Omega won the second match and new champion. So now this is the third match, Revolution. Omega Moxley. Exploding barbed wire death match. And yes, that is exactly how it sounds. I have only seen a handful of these matches in um, independent mat, uh, independent scene, uh, CZW, you know, those kind of wrestling promotions that do a lot of these matches. I've only seen a couple, and man, they are brutal. Man, they are violent, and I, I don't know what they have up their sleeve here. Um, Moxley, the promo he cut in AEW last week's AEW, he basically uh, sounded like if you know if, if he's gonna die, it's a great way to go out, you know. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do, but I do know that I'm excited for it. I never, there's never been a match like this on uh, on national TV um, or uh, you know major company like AEW or WWE. It's never been broadcasted like this. So for this to happen, it's it's gonna be crazy. But that is your main event: Omega Mox exploding de- uh, barbed wire death match. Um, so. You know, that is the rundown of the card. Um, I think I'm going to go through all the matches and kind of let you know what I will think will happen, and then we'll get to it. Also, uh, I'll be going over. I didn't get to watch um, AEW Dynamite this week. Um, for future episodes, I'll be also reviewing AEW. Um, I may not review Raw every week, but I will be re- trying to review AEW every week, and especially if NXT moves on Tuesdays, I just might review NXT and AEW from going forward, and then uh, pay-per-views as well when they happen. But I didn't get to watch AEW last night. Um, but I did I did watch the Cody and Red Velvet versus Shaq and Jade Cargill match. And that was awesome. I, that was an awesome match. I, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But I, I got to watch that match before I, you know, I um, had to do some other things. But that match was great. We'll get to that in a second. But we're going to start off here with the Young Bucks versus Inner Circle for the tag team titles. Oh, I'm not exactly sure where to go with this, but I do know, for me, I would like to see the Bucks retain, and I would like to see Sammy Guevara cost Jericho the match, um, and Sammy and MJF are in cahoots. They, you know, that that's been the story. They kicked out Sammy Guevara. Um, Jericho kicked out Sammy Guevara for MJF. The you know, MJF has been, we you know, getting his way in the inner circle. You know, working up to the top, because I believe he will eventually double-cross Jericho and become the leader, and Jericho will be, you know, 
out of it and probably go away for a couple months and then come back and, you know, feud with his former partner. But so that's what I want to happen. I want Guevara to cost Jericho the match, join up with MJF. And there you go. I believe, and I do believe that's where the story is going. Um, but the caveat to this is that Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks is he's barely hanging on by a thread. You could definitely tell when he walks to the ring. Uh, he is injured beyond. He he should go get surgery right now. <laughs> he is very hurt. So I could see Inner Circle winning. I could see Jericho and MJF winning, and then they just hold off the Guevara turn. You know, maybe the week after a dynamite or later at their next review and just carry it out. Have MJF and Jericho be champions for a little bit before you do the double cross. Um, but yeah, that is. So, as much as I want Bucks to retain, I do believe Matt Jackson should. I do believe the Bucks should probably lose so that way Matt can get some time off and, um, you know, heal up his body. Cause, and he's one of those wrestlers, from what I've seen in Japan and stuff, he's one of those wrestlers where. Uh, it won't. The more times he wrestles, the more time he gets injured. Like I'm surprised, and I'm honestly surprised most wrestlers aren't like that. But you know, he's only healthy for a limited time, and then he gets hurt again. He's one of those people who are just injury prone. He's great in the ring when he's when he's fully healthy. He's great. When he's injured, but he just gets injured and injured, and you know, so hopefully, I want Inner Circle to lose. But if they do win, I wouldn't mind because I do get it. The Bucks are probably gonna need some time off. Um. And then the next tag team, big tag team match, Team Taz versus Darby Allin and Sting. Sting is the uh, Sting is the you know after five years of not to, uh, not having a match, he's finally having a match, and I think they're gonna win here. I think they'll probably beat Cage and Enrique Starks and Allen and the Sting. You know, both face painted uh, people. Uh, wrestlers are gonna probably win here. I, I see this match being a fun street fight, you know, just fun, maybe table spots and all that kind of stuff. You know, maybe Allen runs over somebody with his skateboard, you know, Sting hits somebody with a bat. And then Sting, you know, I don't I don't see them making Sting lose his first match back. I think Sting will win. I think he'll get the victory. So, yeah, I think Allen and Sting will get the get the win there. And then we get Shida versus Ryo Mizunami. I don't really know too much about Ryo, but I do know about Hikaru Shida. She is one of the best. Uh, female talents in all the world. Um, so I think she'll retain. I think it'll be a fun match, both of them, from Japan. Um, I think they'll have a fun match. They know each other really well, and I think Shida will come out victorious. Um, obviously, I already know my pick for Paige versus Matt Hardy. Paige all the way. I'm not even tripping on that. Uh, Paige is going to get all that money from Matt Hardy. Um, and then we get to the ladder match, the so Face of the Revolution ladder match. Um, hmm. I'm not sure who wins here. Maybe, maybe Cody. But judging from what we saw on Dynamite, I'm not really sure. It might be their mystery opponent that they'll announce. Um, but as of right now, my pick will be Cody Rhodes. I made, uh, I don't necessarily think that will happen. But then you get Miro and Kit for his best friends. You know, the blow off between this like two, three month long feud. Miro and Kip are going to win. I'm sure they're going to have Miro look like a beast and just destroy everybody, and Miro and Kip are going to win. But they could pull the turn now and have Miro turn on Kip, you know, and just become the absolute monster and have best friends win. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Miro and Kip are going to win. Tag Team Battle Royale, I'm not sure exactly who's in it. Um, so, I'm, and it's one of those matches where it's probably going to open up the show and nobody's going to remember it afterwards, but. It would be cool to see Santana and Ortiz uh, get the victory of because uh, they're a part of the inner circle as well. So if they win and then MJF and Jericho win, you know, it'd be cool to see infighting between them two. Um, so that I get, I'll you know, I'll pick a Pride and Powerful for that one. And then we get so then I guess Big Show Paul White. I should say Paul White. He is signed to AEW now, um, and. He said, he came out on Dynamite and said, there's going to be a huge signing, a Hall of Fame-worthy signing uh, at Revolution. So, I've heard a lot of names being dropped so far. A lot of people are thinking it could be CM Punk. A lot of people are thinking it could be, you know, uh, Ryback. Maybe it could be even 
because he's not signed right now. But I don't think he would, but he's not signed. It could be Brock. Brock Lesnar could be uh, going to AEW, although I don't think he would ruin his relationship with Vince McMahon. Um, but for Brock, money money talks. So we'll see what happens there. And then we get to our exploding death wire, barbed wire death match, whatever it's called. And, and it's going to be... Uh, it's going to be violent. You're going to see blood. You're going to see bloodshed. A lot of it in this match. Um, and I don't know what exactly the plan is. I don't think Mox is winning. I think Omega will beat Moxley. Um, I think Moxley takes some time off. Yeah, uh, you know, his wife is Renee Young. or That's how I knew her in WWE. Um, she's pregnant now. So I think Moxley, you know, probably going to have some time off. You know, I think they're having, I think they're having a baby girl. You know, Mox gets to have some time with this uh, with this girl, but you know, and be there when she's you know comes into this world. But so I don't see I don't see Moxley winning. However, I do see something happening to where Mox gets screwed or something like that. So Mox, you know, it doesn't necessarily uh, get beaten um, or get beaten in a way where he hasn't you know can say, oh, I got screwed, and I can have another title match, so I do believe they're going to screw him in, in some form, and then Omega will win, Omega retains, um, and I believe all this is leading to Omega versus Adam Page, because that's been the story for about a year, and, you know, they were tag champs, and they split up a full year, and then, you know, Omega became champion, so I do believe we're going to get eventually get back to Omega and Adam Page, but, but for now, I believe Omega will win and close out Revolution as still your AEW champion. So that was Raw, and that is my thoughts on Revolution pay-per-view. Um, I believe next week we will be reviewing maybe Raw again, but also reviewing AEW Dynamite. Um, and I and I might review Impact Wrestling just because they've been you know they've been uh, teaming up with AEW recently with AEW talent going to Impact, Impact talent going to AEW, so we'll see what happens. But yeah, that was wrong. That was my thoughts on the Revolution review. Um, we got, I will see you next week for another episode of the Two Interesting Podcast. And I hope you guys have a good rest of your day, week, night. And I'll see you next time. Peace.